Merry Christmas. Our scripture reading today is from Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, king of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Well, did anybody not open presents before you came here this morning? Look, okay, good job. We, we did stockings. We did not go all the way. Um, but I, like, good job with the self-restraint here. Way to go, you guys. Well, if you did open presents, I hope you got what you wanted. Um, one of the best stocking stuffers in our family that we've been kind of looking forward to getting opened was really cool because it was handmade, which is always fun, and it also met a super unique need, like it's something you just can't go to the store and buy. So my daughter Kendall got a customized light-up hairbrush that connects to the internet made by my husband. So here it is. You can see it better in the dark. It's, it's really fun. Now here's why. So why does a hairbrush need to be Wi-Fi enabled? That is a very valid question. So Kendall's always on the move. She walks around a lot as she brushes her hair. You know, some people do this when they talk on the phone. You know, they just don't sit still. They like walk through the whole house. Well, Kendall inherited that from her dad and she does that while she's brushing her hair, which is fine. But hairbrushes end up in really weird places and they get lost all the time. So he enabled this hairbrush when you use your Find My iPhone app to light up because we don't want to lose another hairbrush. So you can't order that off of Amazon, you guys, not yet. So today we are going to talk about what does God want for Christmas? So we're going to answer that question. Because what do you give the person that literally has it all? Like literally has it all, right? He's got it all. Well, Psalm 148, which Alexis read, shows that the only gift that he wants is praise. The psalm is like essentially God's wish list. So we're going to walk through what that looks like and how um, we'll walk through that with how we were made to give praise and that we never praise alone and that our praise will last forever. So Psalm 148 is 
the perfect psalm for us to land on in Christmas morning because throughout the book of Psalms, this whole sermon series, we've been searching for the king that will save us. And just like the book that Pastor Anna Lynn read to us, today we find him with us. And he's worthy of our praise. So if you don't have one of these Advent devotionals, you're going to see these in your rows. They're at the end. And if you're old enough to read, you can do this activity. So I would love for you to grab one of these books and try an activity with me. You'll need a pen. And what we're going to do is we're going to open up to page 46 and 47. And so you'll see that it is the scripture that we just read, Psalm 148. So I'm somebody who loves to doodle and take notes all over the place, but I have a really hard time writing my Bible. I mean, the words are so small, and those pages are so, so thin, and my pen always bleeds through. So, so I just, this is another way that you can do it. You can print out scripture if you want to just dive in. And this is what we're going to do, too, is a simple Bible study method that you can use anytime with any Bible passage to look for themes and repetition and just kind of ask questions like who, what, where, why. So thanks for trying this with me. I'll, I'll explain it as we go along. Okay, so back to Psalm 148. The first way that we give praise to God is that we recognize him as the creator, and that all of creation was made to give praise. So let's look at Psalm 148, 1 through 4. So just those first four verses to see how it shows that to us. So if you're not there yet, 46, page 46 is where you go. So as I read this through again, I want you to circle all who praise God. So anyone or anything that's praising God. Okay, ready? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all you shining stars. Praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Okay, great. Did you circle things like angels, hosts, sun, moon? You got a couple in there? Okay, those are all who praise God. So can someone tell me where are all those things located? Look at the words that you circled. Where are they located? Alexis, she's pointing up. Sky, yeah, sky or heavens. Let's, let's call it heavens. So if you want, you can write heavens next to verses one through four. So that's the who, and then we have the where, okay? So now let's read verses five and six. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Okay, so these verses are important because they answer the question of why. Why praise him? The answer is that they praise him because he's their creator and they were made for him. They know that he's worthy of praise because they would be nothing without him. He dreamed them up. He designed their beauty. He cares for them day after day and forevermore. You know, the stars and the planets, when we think of how they show up night after night, they remain on their path by his hand. And they can trust him because they know him and he made them. So if you want to mark up kind of that section, verses 5 and 6, you can put a box 
around five and six and say, why? Why praise? He's creator. And I've got little, I don't know if you can see this, but I've got slides from when I went through it, if that's helpful to you. When verse two says, praise him, all his angels, all his hosts, we have that perfect picture in Luke two. We've read Luke two a couple times in the past few days after the angel appeared to the shepherds and shared where the Messiah was going to be found. And so we read in Luke 2, 13 and 14, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, on heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know, when you think about the angels, the angels lived among God, and they had firsthand knowledge that he was real, that he was creator, that he's so, so good. So in that moment when they appeared, they were just speaking their native language, which was praise. Okay, let's move on, and we're going to cover sections uh, verse 7 through 12, okay? So now this time, when I read, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to circle everything and anyone that praises again, okay? All right, here we go. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire, hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Okay, so now we've got like quite the variety of animals and plants and forces of nature here. Um, so, okay, next question, where does all that stuff reside? Where do they, where do they live? Kristen's saying, she's not dancing, down on the land, she's, so land or earth, okay? We'll call it earth, and that includes the oceans, right? Like eventually there's land at the bottom, right? So that's land. So from nine through 12, those verses, if you wanna label that section earth, did it up here. So that's, those are all residing the where is on earth. So something really beautiful the psalmist says that I don't wanna miss is that the structure of this psalm echoes Genesis one, when God created the heavens and the earth. And we have that same reminder of our creator that he's praised by all that fills the heavens and the earth now. And then a little side note too, all the stuff that he lists on the land is pretty long, isn't it? The, the psalmist actually lists three times example, as many examples on the land as he did in the sky. And um, I mean, I don't know why, but it could be because we live on the land, and these are just like the things that we notice day in and day out. And once you start noticing the wonder of creation, it can be hard to stop. I mean, the list could keep going here. Something else that I find really cool about the psalmist list is that he doesn't stick to soft, peaceful, safe things. Like, he introduces some intense stuff. He, he could have said, let the bunnies and the kittens and the babbling brooks and quiet winds praise him, right? So no, he didn't. He chose like some kind of chaotic stuff, like fire and hail and stormy winds. And although they're powerful, they are still servants to him. They're under his authority. 
He defines the extent of their power. And they're intense, but they're tamed by God. And he puts limits on them. So he also lists some interesting animals, his choices, like freaky deep sea creatures uh, and some terrifying beasts. Like, okay, that's interesting. He could have said like peacocks, you know, or something a little more obviously visual, but no, but guys, I know there are people in here that watch Octonauts and Wildcrats, so we know this, right, that when when you go to really remote places, especially like the depths of the ocean and places that are hard to get to, you can find some pretty crazy animals. They, you know, thinking about the ocean, what has lived in the oceans uh, for thousands of years that we have never seen until now? Um, I, I've got a slide coming up of one of those, one of those crazy, this is the anglerfish, yeah. There is maybe nothing crazier than the anglerfish, which is down in the midnight zone. It has this organic light bulb attached to its head. Do you, do you guys remember? He was in uh, Finding Nemo, right? Terrifying, yes. So who is all this for? Who is the anglerfish at the bottom of the ocean that no one ever goes and sees? Who is it for? Here's a hint. It's not for us. By simply existing, all of creation points back praise to their creator. So you may be thinking, okay, Holly, this is great. This psalm is very poetic and lovely, and thank you for that picture of the anglerfish that will now give me nightmares for the next week. <laughs> but, but truly, like, what if I don't feel like praising? Maybe life feels gray, and maybe God feels quiet, and maybe that's how it feels today. Well, let me encourage you with this. We never praise alone. God knows that sometimes our hearts are heavy and we just can't get the, heart, the words out and the feelings out. So he's made praise an amazing collaborative thing. It's sort of like our group gift to God. If we're talking about what he wants and gifts, this is our group gift. And group gifts are awesome. Two weeks ago, Chris's company hosted a baby shower for four couples that they were all expecting babies really soon. And not that engineers don't buy adorable, wonderful, darling gifts. They don't. Uh, but <laughs> when this like cash group gift idea was thrown out, it got a lot of traction because it was a little bit of effort and it was a big impact. So by the time the, the day of the shower came, a total of $1,400 had been collected, and some employees gave a little bit, some gave more, but together, I mean, it was an amount to get really excited about because they could get strollers and things like that, car seats, stuff that was pretty expensive. So whether you're full of joy and gratitude and just overflowing with praise, or you're quite the opposite, you can still add to the group gift, even if you have just a little bit to bring whether that's just a thank you, God, or maybe a simple, God, I need you. Your notes played combined with all the other instruments of creation. And together, it is this beautiful, rich, complex symphony to the Lord. And the symphony is powerful, 
Jack and I just went to hear the symphony, and they have massive drums, and the huge brass section that's so like powerful. But every time I hear the Kansas City Symphony play the song Sleigh Ride at Christmas time, there is nothing like the simple little jingle bells that start off and you know it's coming. And this is like, I mean, this is an instrument you can find in a daycare. But that song is not the same without that tiny, perfect sound. Psalm 148 reminds us that no matter how deficient or meager our praises, he will be praised by something. Remember when Jesus came into Jerusalem, he said if the people didn't praise, the rocks would cry out. Okay, so we're going to turn back to the final verses in Psalm 148. Kids, we're almost done. So after listing everything that would praise God on heaven, in heaven, and on earth, did you notice that people are listed last? He lists lots of different, different varieties of people. So that's in 11 and 12, if you want to look at that. So this is another on-purpose thing. So our writer is giving us reference again to Genesis 1, where man and women are created in his image after all the other creatures are created. They were created and given a blessing and given authority as well that no other creature was given. They were the pinnacle. So what God truly wants most is not actually just for the rocks and the trees to praise him. Although the group gift is good, the best gift for the one who has it all is for connection and relationship with his people, for him to love them and for them to love him back. The praise that we give him now is really just a warm-up for eternity. So when you praise him, what we're doing today, together, you are preparing to be with him face to face. And this will be our reality for eternity, where our praise will last forever. If you've lost friends or family who trusted the Lord, just imagine them right now in heaven. This beautiful praise that cannot be contained that won't grow tiring for all eternity. Uh, this year in our family, we lost two uncles and a grandmother as well. And um, as a church family, we had to say goodbye to my dear friend Carl Roscoe, um, as well as several precious babies. And these were heartbreaking losses. Um, but I fully believe they are now complete. They are fully known, full of praise. And you just got to know that Carl Roscoe is handing out candy canes to everybody in heaven. And if you've been around here, this is what Carl Roscoe did. He just kept his candy canes and everybody got one on Christmas. So I just love thinking of that. In the beginning, the earth praised him and it was good. And even when his people rebelled against him, vandalizing that good world, he didn't abandon us. He came for us. The one who made all this came as a baby, surrounded by the animals he created and the stars that he hung. The one who made us came to live with us and to rescue us. And it's because of this rescue, praise is not just how the story begins, but it's also how it ends. So read with me Revelation 19, 6 through 7. It'll be up on the screen. 
Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready.